Hey, Fab here. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, before we jump into this week's episode, I uh, I wanted to know. I don't know if you've heard, uh, but uh, Paul and I are launching something super fun, super amazing, super useful for you. Um, we are launching an exclusive sales and marketing community, um, and best of all, it's free. Uh, and you don't need to download any apps or log into any platforms. All you need to do is send us a text message at 438-601-1595. That's it. Just send us a text message and you'll be able to chat with us directly. Uh, we'll probably, we, we have a ton of really fun ideas like sharing some exclusive content uh, and things like that to that community as well. So if you're looking to dive a little deeper in sales and marketing you even get your specific individual questions answered by one of us. Uh, this is the place to do it. Um, doesn't get better than that. Free sales and marketing advice uh, and exclusive content. So once again, just text us at 438-601-1595. Thanks for that and enjoy the show. Hey. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. Yourself? Good. I'm great. I'm great. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a few things before we get started. So first of all, as I was telling you, I I spring things on you. So that's what I do. That's what we do to each other. But that's it. We're launching a kind of secret sales and marketing community. It's going to be in a text uh, SMS platform. Okay. Uh, so basically, just texting like you would text your mom or your best friend or whatever and uh basically whoever signs up like i said it's free other than all the text messaging fees that you would normally get um and uh you know from that we'll be able to answer like specific questions so if somebody has a question like hey paul i'm having a hard time recruiting you have a few tips well you know we you can send off a quick video or if, if i know the answer i can text it back for you or stuff like that so i think it's gonna be really fun and I already have like some really crazy ideas. I'm thinking we could do some exclusive like content and interviews uh, that would be shared maybe on the podcast, but only at a later date and stuff like that. So I think it'll be really fun. At some point in the show, you'll see a uh, kind of caption underneath uh, with all the details. Cool. I'm in. We'll see what it gives. I think there'll be some fun stuff there. Um, but on to today's... Subject. Topic. <laughs> Topic. So last week you were really nice enough to go through like uh, kind of like coach me or teach me. And I know it was kind of a very uh, high level compared to what you do with your clients, but I'm not paying you. So that's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, on how to build a sales process. And so what I, I took some of that information and I went to my, my HubSpot account and I, I kind of created that sales process. So I was thinking what would be interesting is uh, maybe share some of my thoughts that I was going through it. Let me know if it's stuff that you've heard from other people. Um, and two, kind of like, you know, like comment, critique, praise. Praise is always really fun. <laughs> so um, what do you think about that? I think it's a great idea. <laughs> cool. Uh, so honestly, it was a little difficult uh, for a few reasons. What's that? I don't promise praise. Oh, man. Okay, well, at least praise me for, for doing this live in front of everybody. That's true. I praise you for doing it live in front of everybody. <laughs> um, so honestly, it was a little challenging. One, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, and, and 
And, uh, you know, it's not easy to build a sales process because once I kind of understood like the, the meaning of it, the true meaning of what a sales process should be doing, which is kind of a, each stage is kind of a go, no go. And it should really be help you understand, um, who's actually going to sign on and who isn't. I found that was a little more difficult. Uh, two, I find like I have a lot of, like we talked a lot last week or last time, uh, about like kind of how I find those leads. And I find like I get a lot of, well, I get a lot, I get inbound leads right now. So I'm not prospecting as much anymore. Um, and uh, so that kind of made it a bit harder because obviously I, I tackle them a bit differently. I need to kind of qualify them a bit more than I would like on LinkedIn. I kind of already have a good feeling whether it'd be a good fit or not. So that was a kind of a, a challenge right there. Um, and two, like obviously I don't have a big, I don't have a big pipeline, right? Like it's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I'm on my own. So I just need a handful of, of clients at a time. Like I don't have like hundreds of, or, you know, hundreds of people in there. So I kind of always felt a little theoretical. Uh, those were kind of like some of the challenges I had. Is that something that you hear often? I mean, obviously you, you do a lot more handholding for your clients. Um, well, typically I don't do it with a person who does it solo, right? Um, typically I, I do it with a group of people. Mm -hmm. And the idea to do it for the group of people is to make sure that they're doing things, one, in a similar way, mm -hmm. and doing things logically that'll build the business in a similar way so that everyone has the same semantics. So part of the reason that the reason you're doing is trying to organize. And I think it's great to have, uh, uh, I obviously think it's great to have a sales process, even when you're alone. Yeah. The idea of having the same semantics or the same language and the same process to everyone else doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> you're alone. But for yourself, it's good because it'll help you create your, your, your funnel. But like for everyone to give the same value to the different stages is important for people to use the same language to people for people to learn from each other. Now you could do this by like you and I are both work alone. So we could share our, our sales processes and see how it goes forward. And we could try to work it together. Mm -hmm. But the idea for you is really to make sure that you're not forgetting anything as you're going along when you're talking to your client, right? To say, okay, what am I doing at this stage? Right. Have I done everything that's necessary to go to the next stage? It's not just to say, Oh, it's in there. It's 10% and it'll be in the next stage. Right. So you need to yeah. know what are the steps to go from one, one, one level to the other. Yeah. And actually, in the last week, I've also, in the last week, I've also yeah. sort of boiled down my sales process to being even smaller. Nice. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it, maybe as I'm looking at yours. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right, here we go. So first of all, obviously, I, I work with HubSpot. Uh, I have a free sales account. So obviously, there's some functionalities that are limited. Uh, and two, this is kind of the back end because in the front end, like what I would see in the day to day, there's like some old client information and stuff like that. So I don't want it to, I don't yeah, want to of course. Yeah, yeah. So it won't be. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I understand that. All right. I won't so here I'll put it full screen. Can you yeah. see it here? I'll remove yeah. the captions for a bit. Um, all right. So basically I kind of put it in four, three to four stages. I mean, I'm not including one and lost as a real stage per se. Um, so basically I would start out, start, start out with kind of that initial call, like kind of the cold call, or if somebody writes, writes in like kind of calling them back, um, and, uh, just seeing what's what. So there, I don't know why it's not showing up, but basically I had added a, 
a field that I, I kind of need to complete um, before before moving on to the next stage, which is just did we book like kind of a discovery call? Um, and you know, as I'm talking and 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 we spoke a bit offline right before this, uh, you know, I, I should probably put some qualifying elements in there. Like, did I ask maybe? You know, two, three. I mean, I know it's an initial call, so I don't really usually have that much time on that initial call. But do I have like two, three things that I want to make sure of before it's even deciding whether it's even worth doing a discovery call? Yeah. Um, yes. And I call that stage zero, by the way. Okay. So you, you can call it what you want. You know, as you know, there's a bunch of different names out there for different stages. And, and yeah, honestly, I don't really care what you call your stage as long as it makes sense to you. Yeah. And I call it stage zero for a very specific reason. Because okay. you're preparing. You actually haven't communicated with the person yet, right? Right. You're preparing. So you're you're doing a LinkedIn research. You're doing a Google search. You're doing an analysis. You're doing a whole bunch of stuff. You're you're reviewing the, the reasons why you should be calling this person. Now, you yeah. work alone. And it's funny because when we were talking about this earlier, you're like, uh, well, I do that already. And, and it's almost instinctive for you, right? Because you do a search. You write stuff and it comes back. So... That's where when you're alone, you probably have a process to decide whether these are people I should call or not. So you didn't even think of making it a stage. <laughs> yeah. But it is a stage. It's your pre-qualifying stage. It's like, who am I going to call? You're not just calling any random person. on. on right. So you might not put it in here because you're alone, but let's say you were a group or let's say you hire some people in a few years. You might tell them, or in a few months or in a few weeks, you might tell them, hey, these are the preparation stages. Yeah. So, so maybe tell me really quickly about your your prep or pre-qualifying stages. Um, yeah, so usually like like a like we talked a bit about last time, um, you know, I'll look whether they, uh, you know, what this what's the size of their marketing team. Um, I'll look at a bit of a revenue. Like I said, it, I don't always look at it because I find like the data is not always super clean, so it's a little hard on a prospecting level to, to validate that. Um, I, my main one is like, are they using HubSpot and like, what's the size of their team and kind of, are they kind of happy with the way things are going? Okay. All right. So that, that to me is your stage zero or your prep stage, whatever you want to call it. Prep stage. Um, right. And then your initial call is when you're actually calling the person and how do you know you've completely, uh, how have you completed that stage? What is what does it mean for that stage to be completed? What happens in that initial call stage? Yeah, so my goal, so for the one that I have right there, the, the goal is really to, um, how should I say? The goal is really to, uh, how should I say that? It's to um, just book that discovery call. Okay, all right. So your first, so it's like a cold call. You're calling them, you're reaching out to them, and then you want to interest them. You're doing... Um, I guess what we call um, uh, a conversation starter. Yeah. You're, you're, you're saying, hi, I'm Fab from Fab Enterprises. I'm amazing. I'm good looking. I help people like you who are insecure about the best uh, marketing online strategies or the best uh, or the best uh, marketing sales strategies or, or, or whatnot. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then if there's interest, if there's interest and they start talking to you, are they automatically in discovery call? They jumped over? Yeah. So that's it. So once I've booked the call, uh, booked the discovery call, I should say, then I send them over to discovery call, let's say one. Because last time we spoke, like you were talking about like kind of two discovery stages. And um, 
you, you know, you, but you kind of ultimately said like, if we could do it all in one stage, great. If not, you know, divide it up into two. So I kind of divided it up into two just so that um, maybe visually it feels like a little bit more dynamic. But uh, yeah, so once the initial call, once, once the discovery call is booked in that initial call, uh, I move them over to the discovery call one. Okay. Um, now, the most important part of all this, mm -hmm. well, there's two most important parts, <laughs> two very important parts, is obviously the update stage properties, right? So you're talking yeah. about interest, want help. Uh, you're talking the decision maker. Are you finding out their motivation? A, a real reason to buy, yeah, motivation to buy. What's the problem costing them? Are they, and I'd even add another one, are they committed to fixing it, right? Yeah. Uh, you also want to know the timeline and the urgency. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to quantify the problem or the opportunity too. Yeah. What is the lack of opportunity? Quantify how, how much would you, how much would you evaluate the value of what it is that you're not doing? So you right. Got, you got to add those in. That's all in your discovery call one and two. Yeah. And to me, that's the most important part of all this. Now I'm going to challenge you on the win probability, but we'll talk about that afterwards. Oh yeah. I honestly didn't really, <laughs> I didn't know what to put there. That's where like, I was telling you at the beginning, it feels a little theoretical and a bit up yeah. in the air because, you know, I mean, I don't, first of all, it's brand new uh, Two, I don't have that enough of a track record to really know where things are at at this point. Um, but uh, you know, like the, and you know, the, 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 calculating how much this, whatever you call it, calculating how much the problem is worth to them. I think, not worth to them, but how much it's costing them or whatever. Um, I find I find that's a challenge, right? Because I think in marketing there's, yeah, there's, there's the quantifiable part, which is lead generation and I need to generate X number of leads and stuff like that. But then there's the other of like, because there's the branding part and, and, and all that. So I find like that's a little harder to quantify. And second, uh, you know, a lot of the mandates that I'm doing, especially right now, these days, is kind of just, you know, setting up HubSpot, helping them clean up HubSpot, put the HubSpot. And so a lot of that is kind of, let's call it operational. Um, again, is a little more difficult to quantify. I mean, in some cases, it's a bit more obvious. So one person I was talking to is like, well, wouldn't you be rather selling or marketing than actually doing a lot of the backend stuff? Um, so there's, you know, there's quantifying on that level, but beyond that, it becomes a bit more... Okay, so let's 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 boil that down a second. I understand that in your world, it's not necessarily quantifiable in the sense that you can attach a dollar sign to it, right? Yeah, an opportunity or a, a missed opportunity. But there's still quantification that needs to be done. So even if they're doing a branding campaign, mm -hmm. quantify, the, the, how you quantify that is, Mr. and Mrs. Client, what happens? What are you hoping that the branding campaign will bring to your company? Right. Mm -hmm. So if they're hoping that the branding campaign will bring them notoriety or top of mind in a certain field, like, uh, I don't know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, whatever service, or they're hoping just to, uh, you know, uh, just put their name out there so that when people think of a certain thing, they'll think of them first. That's, that's, that's quantifiable. <laughs> yeah. I see what you mean. See, so it might not always be dollars. So you still have to see, how do they quantify it? Why are they doing this? Yes, I want to do it because I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. But how are you going to gauge whether it's successful or not? Right. Right. So that's how, 
So well, we don't know. Well, if people talk about us when I we when if I go down into the subway and I ask someone for an ice cream sandwich and they say the Fabio, well then I know we've done our job. Okay, well that's, that's quantification, right? There's there's some form of, of, of that sounds like an amazing marketing marketing campaign. <laughs> it's I made it as ridiculous as possible. Um, so and. What's their timeline? That's so important. Like you got to put that in there. So what's the timeline yeah, for the things that you know you want to do? Yeah, I had it somewhere. I don't remember exactly where I put it. Well, uh, either in in two, either in your discovery call or discovery call, you need to know the timeline or the urgency. How yeah. is it to this people? I have urgency in in discovery call too. Okay, okay I just don't uh, see it. And the yeah. other, the other thing you need to have is are they committed to fixing this? Yeah, or making it happen, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a nice to have, you know, we'd like to have a branding campaign. It would be really fun, Fab. It's cool. You know, what does it mean to you? Well, if people would say the Fabio, they would talk about the Fabio sandwich when we went into the subway. How important is that to you? Well, you know, we have a lot of other priorities. Okay, so it's not a priority, right? Yeah. So that you need you need to know. Now, the yeah. most important part here, Fab, is once I've had the initial call, and you're right, you put it 10, it could be 15, whatever. Yeah, um, and then you're into the discovery call and discovery call two. I I would actually just make that all one big freaking thing. Yeah, and just leave it in there if it doesn't move forward. You can you can split it up, but I I really don't. I I I less and less believe that those two stages need to be split up. I think that stage should be called. It's all about the client. <laughs> yeah, the client stage. <laughs> Your initial call, your initial call, your discovery call, and discovery call two should be, it's all about the client. Now, I understand why you break out the initial call, right? Because that's sort of like the jump. That's sort of like, yeah. I'm jumping off the billing, I'm putting my parachute on, right? Yeah. So it's that initial that initial step forward, the initial action that you've done to either book yeah. a meeting. But once that conversation starts, it's very possible that you'll do all that in one long conversation, or you'll do it over 10 conversations over a year. Yeah. Basically, all those things in there you need to find out, you know, timeline, right. agency, quantification. Um, what else did we say? I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, I've gotten written down. Hold on. So, um, they committed. Are yeah, they, uh, yeah, their motivation to buy, it's huge. Yeah. You know, um, what are they willing to, are they willing to invest? What are they willing to invest? That That's obviously tied into the quantification, right? Yeah. If, if, if it's not quantified, if you're saying, oh, it's going to cost a bazillion dollars for people to say, um, well, you know, say to mention the Fabio sandwich in the subway, well, like, are you willing to invest a bazillion dollars to do that? Is that worth yeah. it? So it's all about the client. Basically, when you've done those two stages, you're now, you're now, and I don't like your review proposal part. I would call it, I, I would call that value proposition. Okay. Where that's really where you're bringing forward your value proposition. You're going to tie in what's important to them to what you're going to do for them, right? Yeah. You're the yeah. solution. You're the, you're the, you're part of the, you're maybe not the whole path, but you're part of the path to where they're trying to go. Yeah. That's your stage. Well, what you call your stage four here, I'd call it your stage five because you, you should also have your stage zero. Unless, right, right, right. Unless you put two or three together, then it's your stage four. four. Yeah, gotcha. And if it's yeah, a value proposition, I got it. And so in the value proposition, I mean, I had put it as a as a property um, uh, here, but what you're trying to what you're saying is like this should be a stage. So in that stage, I'm just kind of talking about I'm kind of 
Um, that's where you're selling your value. You're tying your value to what you're going to do for them. So it's sort of kind like of basically saying, this is what you want to do. This is what I bring to the table. Let's do it together. Definitely. My old Xerox uh, training days, we used to call it selling the selling the need. Is it selling need or selling the the? I forget the name for it. But we would just basically you're tying their needs and wants to what you're going to do for them. Gotcha. It's part of you're you're also closing there, right? But that's closing. You know when you're, <laughs> you're yeah. If you've done your job really well, B two B sale, you're never closing. You never have to pressure anyone. And yeah. The the if you and actually if you're really amazing and you've asked every single question you won't even encounter that many um, that many objections. I'll give you an example. Here's a, I heard a really good one this week on a podcast. It was uh, Will Will Brown. He said, you know we we've, we've talked about this object. Sorry, little parentheses. We've yeah. talked about this objection before. You know when someone says, oh I really want to think about it, right? And you're like, well what do you want to think about? Of course, you know what do you want to think about? If at the beginning of that conversation you say to the person, let's say you've had your first and let's say you have had first, second, third, and fourth discovery call, and you tell your client, so Mr. Client, just to set things straight, if today in our value proposition we're capable of fixing or creating the opportunity that you're looking for, is there any reason within the price range that you're looking that we've already mentioned that you're willing to invest? Is there any reason that we wouldn't do business together? Mm -hmm. You're already you're already smashing the <laughs> the potential objection before it starts. So of course you won't always do that, or the situation won't be such yeah. you can do that, and you will get objections. But mm -hmm. if you're dealing with the objections as they come along, that's where you're closing. Yeah, you deal with the objections and you put them aside. Your objection is finding out what it is that's holding back your client. That's where the closing happens. But yeah, you know, people who call me up and say, "Hey, I, teach me how to close." That's the last thing I do. I, I don't teach mm -hmm. people how to close. You know? Yeah. You know, there's people sometimes in a one call close, they'll say, um, "You know, they called you up and so, Mister Calando, would you like uh, product A, which is going to be ten dollars a month, or product B, which will be fifteen dollars a month?" And then you say, "Well, none." You know, <laughs> that that's a close, right? I'm trying to yeah. close you, and and so. In your value proposition stage, if you're really tying in what's important to the client and they've told you they want to invest and they're committed to invest it and yeah. they quantified, you know everything about it, you're, you're not closing. The people who close usually have skipped one of those stages. They, you know, right. they said, uh, well, they never really got the commitment to invest or the client said, eh, and you just keep going. You're just, you just keep on you know, asking your questions or your verbal diarrhea on your product. Like, you know, is this something that interests you? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, this cup is so amazing. It carries all the juice in the world. So you want it, you want it, you want it, you do for five bucks, you know? I don't yeah. cup, you know, I don't drink juice, you know? I drink straight out of my water bottle. <laughs> or or here's a cup to put all your liquids in. You, you know, you told me that you so far you've been holding all your liquids in your hand. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So we, <laughs> how important is that? Well, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, to walk around the house like this and turn on the TV when I have my hands cupped all the time. Well, imagine how amazing a cup would be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to invest two dollars in this cup? Yeah, yeah, I would. You know, so you're you're actually filling a need or filling a want or or whatever it is. And how important is it to them? You know, if yeah. you're 25 on the priority list, or you know, 122, well, then why are you in there? So in your stage four, bring up your thing again. So there, you, when you're doing your value proposition. Yeah, where the closing happens. 
gotcha. You're, you're doing that stuff, right? Right. But, you know, like I said before, if you have to close, it's not a good thing, you know? But no, you know, and that's why the last two stages are more kind of the, the, the fact, like you've won it, you've lost it. You know, like there's nothing happening in one of those two last stages. It's just, you know, a list of those that are done and the list, the list of those that are no go, basically. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about it. It's okay to have discovery call one and two in there because, but it might be, you know, the discovery stage might be five calls, three meetings, you know, who knows, you yeah. know, whatever it might be. And, you know, depending on the decision maker, because in, in discovery call one, you might be talking to decision maker and then you're asking. So, you know, if, if we, you know, once we agree or if you agreed on everything that needs to be done, what would be the process to, to go forward? Right. Well, yeah. I'll talk to my boss, blah, 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 blah. Well, then you're finding out the discover the decision making process. Well, mm. can we get him in on the conversation? No, I'm the one who has to pass everything on. Well, then you need to make sure he's a flag holder. So there's all yeah. these sub things, but so that's, so, you know, I, I think you understand that we've talked about this a million times, but yeah. you know, you're, what I would really like to see, and I'm not sure you can do this in your, in your, um, in your, in your process, in your sales yeah. process, is to put percentages on all of those different things, like timeline, urgency, uh, quantification. Uh, okay, so on each of the elements, not just yeah, like yeah. Stage, right? The stage because, or you put a tick box, and once your stage is completely done, then you go ahead. Because, you know, I think your discovery call one and two, depending on what you put in there, those two together, once you're done, you know, you're, you're more like at 60% or right. 70%, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I know all those elements. on a paid account, I'd, I'd be able to put it so that, uh, you know, like if something is not completed, like one of those properties is yeah. like, I can't move it forward. Uh, I can't, I can't do that on my, my level of account, but uh, in terms of the stages, like the probability, those are th usually kind of stage, stage based. Okay. All right. Um, and then your review proposal. I mean, your value proposition. Once you once you finish that, you should be at ninety five percent. Yeah. Right. If you've done everything, and you then you know, then you know what the next step is. And if 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 you haven't finished it, you haven't done it all, then you're still in that stage. But once that stage is completed, yeah, you should almost even be at hundred percent. It should be right. Successful, you know. And then you right. can then you can flip it to one or lost. So. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it, I that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. your value at the end of your value proposition, uh, you know, you're closing, so you're you're at hundred percent, and then you're flipping it to one or lost. Yeah. Well, if it's lost because something happened, then then they've they've come up with a, you know we've been you know we were our, our bank account was was you know hacked and and we lost all our money and we can't do business with it. Okay, well then you put in lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's always these. Like COVIDs that happen out of the blue. No, I don't know where. Um, there's always something that happens, but yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, cool. I think I I got it. I mean, from what I'm understanding, is like add in kind of that deal stage, the um, deal stage zero or, or whatever, whatever stage. makes sense for me or whatever. So it's just about the people. Like, do I have who do I have the right information for uh, to be able to kind of reach out to? Uh, and and you're right. And that stage makes a lot more sense in a way when I'm talking about inbound leads because when i talk about outbound i mean i've prospected them i kind of know you know at, at a 90 percent uh confidence rate that they're a good fit uh but if they're an inbound lead i, I don't know right and so yeah. um that that stage zero makes makes sense actually it does um makes sense for you 
Yeah, it makes sense for me. And it kind of clarifies some of the some of the challenges I had when I was building that first stage is because it's like, oh, it's, you know, like, that's it. I don't always know. But yeah, so that stage zero makes sense. So then initial call, I mean, the goal of the initial call is really, you know, to book that meeting, but maybe a bit more like, are you the right person to talk to? Maybe like some some basic need evaluation as well, right? Like before I'm going to spend their time or even my time, um, I need to make sure that there's, something valuable there there's some some basic need that's unmet after that is it valid or not like that's what the discovery call is for then have one or two discovery calls and that's where i need to answer kind of your 10 or so kind of things like the urgency the timeline that they bought in uh what's their main motivation or motivation to buy i don't know how you call it <laughs> i never remember how you call it um motivation to buy. was that their, their motivation to buy exactly so then it's not their, their motivation to buy. It's the overall motivation because we say motivation to buy, but really what it is, is that what is it? What's their motivation in their business, right? So yeah. they buy from you, but you need to understand what the motivation in the business is. Mm. Call, I call it motivation to buy, but really it should be called motivation. Motivation. They're, what is driving them? What's their basic drive to, to do all this stuff? Now, right, and and, and like I'm I'm always drawing a parallel to that episode we did on on recruitment, right? And you talked a lot about motivation of of a, a salesperson or a sales leader. I mean, it's the same thing for a client, right? If they're not motivated at the end of the day, if uh, then it's just not going to go far, right? And you yeah, know, I was even showing an example before we went online of a client that I felt wasn't motivated to start with. They kind of like you know they weren't sure where they wanted to go. And, you know, it, it just didn't end up going that well as a client, right? They were just not motivated. Uh, they went forward, but then it was kind of wishy-washy and stuff like that. So that motivation is, is key. If they're not motivated, it's really going to go well at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and really, if you, if you, well, we already have it up there. But your first stage, the other thing I want to do is what you want to do is you want, I would call your stage with the last thing that you need to achieve. So in your initial call, what are you trying to do? Right. So it would be like kind of book discovery call or whatever. And then, yeah. and then discovery call one would be like, uh, you know, like decision maker or something like something like the key, the key milestone or the key like step to take or, or whatever. Yeah. So here I would say, you know, for discovery call one and two, we got to think about, you know, what is it like we understand their motivation and what's going to, you know, what's going to drive how interested, you know, they are to want to buy. So committed, committed committed to the solution, right? That's right. That's what committed to the solution or the opportunity. And then your proposal, the last thing there is it's closed. Bang. Mm. Yeah. So think of that because then that's your goal. So the main one, like the, the header almost is like, that's your main goal. Like, so stage one, like there's stage zero would be, yeah. you know, are they, you know, qualified, like, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, what's that? Are they pre-qualified? Yeah, they pre-qualified. On paper, does it make sense? And then the other one would be book book discovery call. And then um, it would be, that's it, like, you know, motivated to buy and, and so on and so forth or motivated. Yep, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Paul, this has been phenomenal <laughs> a little uncomfortable but very very phenomenal did I give you enough praise? what's that did i give you enough praise uh i don't know 
but I, I like learning, so I'll take the living as a plan. <laughs> Uh, no, it's really good. And I, I mean, it's, it's important. Like, I think, you know, again, I mean, I've, I, I'm obviously a marketer. I've, I've, I've worked with salespeople almost my whole career. But anyway, the whole part that I was in B2B and, you know, like it's, it's as I'm working with you and I'm working through, even through this example, um, you know, it's kind of impressive to realize like how, uh, undervalued maybe the sales processes in a lot of organizations, uh, how it's misunderstood, how it's just like a, just, just do something, just put something up, there, you know what I mean? Uh, and I get that a lot of sales leaders are necessarily technical people. And so maybe there's a sort of intimate, maybe they're a bit intimidated by like their sales force or their HubSpot or, or their pipe drive or whatever. And, and, you know, but, um, it's, it's, it's so important. Well, it's funny because the sales process is um, is probably the thing that people understand the least, and that once you really have it down pat, it's sort of your bible to success. Yeah. And once you have your sales process, it'll also help you in defining where things fell apart with your clients and see yeah. what you could work on, right? Yeah. You know, if you're not able to, you know, a lot of people, you know, work on the their elevator pitch, but. You know, if you get the elevator pitch, but then you stop asking the right questions and you don't find out all these other things, then, and if you have a sales process, oh, yeah, I never got his commitment, you know? Yeah. Or, I never got the, the fact that he's, if he's willing to invest or he never quantified it or, mm -hmm. you know, because we jump, we often jump to all these, we say, oh, well, we're offering him a good solution. He's going to want it, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, you, you, or she's going to want it, but you, mm -hmm. you know all that. Cool. Yeah, and it's like it's funny. Maybe maybe it's it's a weird parallel to draw, but you know, somebody was asking me like why I liked HubSpot, and you know, what I like is for like those kind of early stage mid market companies. It kind of gives you a framework to to build your marketing around, and I find like that's what your sales process is, right? It's kind of your sales framework for your organization. Like you were saying, like you could have a great elevator pitch, but if everything falls apart after, or you could be great at asking questions, but you really not good at like getting those people into the pipeline because you don't know what to ask, what questions to ask early on or, or whatnot. I think it gives you kind of that framework, the, the what to follow um, for sales to work. What a lot of people are really good at is selling is the value proposition bit. It's the, you know, initial call. What a lot of people are not good at is really finding out what's important to their client. Right. You know, and we often miss some stages because all we're thinking of is our product, our product, our product, or our service, our service, our service. And we're forgetting that for the client, these things are not your product and your service don't matter. They don't care about your product or service. They care only what your product and service is going to bring to them, right? Mm -hmm. You know, unless it's your dad or your mom buying from you, but, um, or, your, or your sister, but, you know, yeah, and really, I mean, I spend I spend most of my time explaining to salespeople and sales organizations that their clients don't give a crap about what they're selling. They really only care about what it's going to do for them. And we forget it all the time, all the time. We always come back on, this is a great car. It does this, it does that. It's fancy, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, and, and it gets sold as a as this fancy golden trinket. But then if you're not connecting it to what you're, client needs you know and i've said that we you know you and i've said this a million times well then you're you're not going there you know and you're, you're not you're not going to sell it you're not going to manage to make that client see the value in what you're offering so you always have to put yourself in your client's shoes and 
and understand if I had this business, what was, wh why am I doing this business? You know? Yeah. Why am I running this pizzeria? <laughs> yeah. And I think like, and I, th I don't know if it was last time or anyway, what, what uh, you know, conversation we had a little in, in the last few months, last month or so was uh, I think a lot of salespeople and, and I mean, I've recognized myself in there just personally is like, you know, you're kind of almost afraid of the answer. And that's why you don't ask the answer. You're like, if I show them how phenomenal my product is or my service or whatever, you know, I have more of a chance of convincing them, even if I know that there's a good chance they'll say no. Um, and I think, you know, and then there's a lot of ways to go against that, like a full pipeline being like the best way. Um, but I think that's, that's definitely a big key in there is like, Ooh, I kind of intrinsically know that it's probably not a great fit for the, for, for us, but man, I really need this sale to happen because I need to pay my mortgage next month. And so I'm going to try to shove it down there and say whatever I need to, to make it happen. And, you know, obviously like usually that doesn't end well. Yes, yeah. And you know what? I, I, as, as a junior salesperson, I, I did that. And, and, and you know, as a, as a, as a senior salesperson, you know, and as a seasoned salesperson, you find out that it's, it's never about you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, if it is, then it's a, it's either a shyster sale or a lucky sale, right? Because it's yeah. not, not usually about, uh, not usually about the product, you know, unless you're selling an iPhone in 2009, but, um, yeah. or, or, you know, yeah, I mean, there's a few, there's a few times where like there, this product is just, you know, I just, I want to say I have it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like there's a, you're the only one on the market. You're the best one. You're well-known. Your branding works really well. And so people just want to work with you. Um, you know, but, but I was just listening to another podcast uh, not long ago and, and there the, the, was a head of marketing of, of, a, of another a, podcast. I know. Right. It happens. <laughs> it was actually the head of marketing of another, of a sales software. Um and he was saying, even though we have a great fit and our products and our clients love it, like nothing sells itself, right? Like we still, we, there's still a sales component to go in there. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. And All right, maybe a bit off track at this point. Yeah, right. Let's stop the live feed. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye everyone.